Welcome to this episode of the Greenville Oaks Message Broadcast. The mission of the Greenville Oaks Church of Christ is to inspire people to follow Jesus because we are convinced that following Jesus is the best way of life possible. Find out more about Greenville Oaks or connect with us online at greenvilleoaks.org. I kind of thought that it might be a blessed morning this morning when I I came in and uh, they were singing O Sacred Head practicing up and I thought, well, that's, that's a song. That's a, that's a, a major song. And then I, I went out and went down the hallway, and, uh, and I just started singing. For all that you've done, I will thank you. I got about that far, and they started singing it in the auditorium. And I didn't know they were going to sing it. And I went, okay, um, we are... We are ready to go, evidently, that the Lord is with us. Um, I would like to welcome my wife, Annette. I don't think you've been to a first service. Have you? haven't been to a first service. It's been, um, she's been teaching uh, a class at Highland Oaks on uh, spiritual formation um, and some things for the last 10 weeks. And uh, so it's really great to have her. She is... She's the best there is, so uh, that's really great. Um, just wanted to say a couple of things before I say more things. Uh, this, uh, this preacher search that's going on, I know you're all very interested in that and how it's going to turn out, and I will, well, let me just say, as your foster preacher, um, <laughs> let me just say that... Uh, God is going to bless this process. Brian and, and his group and the, and the way you've been working together and as your prayers come together, I, I trust that the Lord is going to bless this church in a great way. So be not discouraged, not that you were, but uh, if you get tempted that way, don't go. Don't go there. Over the next uh, few weeks, we're going to have a, a little trip together. Uh, we are having a kind of a Thanksgiving Sunday today, which is appropriate. A lot of people have Thanksgiving as their favorite holiday, and that's, that's great. Um, better than Groundhog Day in many ways. <laughs> but then the next four Sundays, we'll be in a season called Advent now, if you were yanked up in the Church of Christ like I was, you did not know what Advent was, except at one time it was a very high-level sound speaker that you could put in your stereo. Uh, that was the first way I learned Advent. Uh, but then I, I learned that uh, people believing in Jesus for a long time uh, prepared to celebrate the birth of Jesus on Christmas that I grew up, you know, hearing everything that about that we, uh, uh, during Christmas, we believed in Santa Claus and didn't believe in Jesus. Uh, Jesus. Uh, it was kind of an awkward moment. Uh, and we, we told everybody that uh, what we didn't believe. But, but then at some point, most of us, maybe not all of us, but most of us came to a place that said, when the whole world is stopping to celebrate Jesus, why should we not join them in that to celebrate Jesus, even if the 25th of November 
is not the day. And, and for many of us, suddenly that made sense. That made sense. And so uh, the four Sundays of Advent, the four Sundays before Christmas, have a theme and they have a text, and we will journey together uh, in that frame of mind. So I'll just, just tell you about that. It'll be, um, it should be sweet because the texts are sweet. Sweet. So we want to ask the Lord to be with us this morning. We want him to come by his spirit that is always within us as those who have been buried with Christ and raised with Christ. We want to be more filled with his spirit in each of our persons and more filled with his spirit as the body of Christ gathered here today. And we open ourselves to receive the word of God, the word of God, uh, Jesus, the word, and the words of God given to us in scripture. We open ourselves. And so if you allow yourself just a bit of silence, we pray these blessings on us this morning. In your mercy, Lord, hear our prayer. Amen. There are many different paths that you can take to talk about Thanksgiving. My wife and I, that one over there, uh, were in Granbury overnight on Thursday, and the lady who was running the Airbnb was from Plymouth, Massachusetts, or however you're supposed to say that. I think it's Plymouth. And she told us about the ways that they celebrate there and that if you go there for about $150, you can sign up to have a meal served at Plymouth, the same meal that the uh, pilgrims had. Some of the food's really stale by now, but you can have <laughs> that, that privilege, that privilege. So that's, that's one way. And in our refrigerator right now, there is a 19-pound turkey working on defrosting. But that's not what we want to talk about this morning. We want to talk about thanksgiving that is the right of the one who believes in Jesus, the right of the one who knows that God made the world the right of the one who knows that God has kept the lid off of the universe and that he still reaches down into this world to bring blessing after blessing. And I want to talk about um, a couple of Thanksgiving texts quickly this morning. Uh, one is in John chapter 11 and then leading to the meal in John chapter 12. In John chapter 12, they gather to celebrate the resurrection of Lazarus. It is a thanksgiving time. It is a thanksgiving that is punctuated by the anointing of Jesus with 
this perfume. Mary does that out of her thankful heart. But that thanksgiving that we experience in chapter 12 began with disease in Lazarus. It began with Jesus at a distance. It culminated in in death before Jesus could ever get there. And then when Jesus got there, there was this atmosphere of disappointment. And then it all turns around. Jesus goes to the tomb and says, Lazarus, come forth. I don't know who the three were that came out before him, but he came out and they celebrated the resurrection of Lazarus. For many of us, our coming to Thanksgiving has that feel to it, that we have hearts of faith. We love Jesus like Mary and Martha and Lazarus love Jesus. We have a place where Jesus could come and stay with us if he wants to. We would let him be in our guest room. We would give up our own bed and we'd sleep in the guest room if he would come to be with us. And yet we know what it's like when disease comes and you wonder how far away is Jesus from us now. And over these past two years, some of us have felt as if if God has stepped back a bit. You may have felt a, a space, a distance, And and we have suffered losses, this disease and this distance, and we've suffered losses. There have been deaths among us. Our own lives at our house, we we have lost people that we cared about and loved. Through the pandemic virus and, and other ways, we know what it's like to in the middle of faith, in the middle of trusting Jesus to feel real loss and to feel disappointment, disappointment. Some people in churches are, are going through a kind of grief, a kind of loss. Some people are sitting at home this morning. We, we see you. You didn't know we could see you, did you? <laughs> yeah. We got a little screen right over here. It shows us your kitchen. We know what that disappointment is. And some are, are going through the Kubler-Ross stages, uh, denial and, 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 and anger and bargaining and depression and all of those things that people are feeling. Ch- whole churches are feeling that. Disappointment. Disappointment with God. Disappointment with Jesus. But what we are coming here to do today to do is to say that we live in a world where the last word is life. That the last word is yes. All the promises of God are yes in Christ Jesus. Now we live in a world where some people believe that the last word in the world is no. The last word in the world is nothing. Some of these people practice a kind of thanksgiving. They, they say thanks, but they don't say thanks to God. They don't believe in God. They say thanks. They kind of say thanks to one another. Oh, thanks for being here. Thanks for the food. Thanks for the, thanks. But their thanks 
is only a horizontal thanks. It never goes vertical because they don't believe the up there's up there. So their thanks, their thanksgiving is just sort of a a miserable little tradition among those who have no hope. To sit down to turkey dinner, believing you have no more hope than the turkey? To get all warm and fuzzy feeling in your family as it gathers for a kind of hopeless thanksgiving. Jesus sent us into the world to lead people to him so that their thanksgiving might be joyful. That hope might dawn that life might be seen at the end of all of the disease and death and disappointment. At the end of those comes Jesus saying, let there be light, let there be life come forth. There's another Thanksgiving meal, and we just had it. Jesus, uh, you could go to Matthew 26, um, and Matthew 26, 26, uh, Jesus takes the bread and blesses the bread and breaks the bread and gives the bread. In John, Chapter 13, this is uh, punctuated by Jesus washing their feet. And Jesus says, this is my body given for you. And later he will take the cup and say, this is my blood given for you. And he tells them, that he won't eat them with it again until he comes in his kingdom. He says, this meal is given you on the eve of my dying, but we will celebrate this again when I live again. We did that this morning. That little desiccated bread you took and that Grape-like juice was a remembering, was a celebration, was a memorializing of the yes of God in Jesus when God raised him from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. So that the one who took the bread was the bread that God had taken his only son, had taken him and blessed him 
and sent him into the world. But before he would be sent, he would be broken. So we celebrate the death and the life of Jesus together here. We claim it as our great Thanksgiving meal. And so this sets us up to be a people where Thanksgiving is a regular part of our life. You know, there are people, they're kind of every silver lining has a cloud people. They, 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 they kind of have an Eeyore way of doing things. I lost my tail again. And then there are people who live in, in kind of this half light, this kind of darkness, this kind of gloom. And, and the people who live in that life without God, without Jesus, without hope, they are right. If you live without God and without hope and you're depressed, you're right. This, this, this business of, of trying to get people who don't have hope to not be depressed is really counterproductive. If you have no hope, if you think that when you die, you die like Rover, when you're dead, you're dead all over, why should you not be depressed? Why should you not be self-medicating with work or alcohol or drugs or whatever else it takes to help you forget that you have nothing? Nothing. But those of us who are in Christ hear things like Philippians chapter four. We hear these, these kind of sweet things. This is fun. I, I like Philippians chapter four because it starts off with two women arguing. Now that's not said in a bad way. I just think women have as much right to be encouraged to be better as men do. And Eodia and Syndicate are having this, this uh, argument and I believe it's a serious dispute. It's not something that erupted at a quilting it's something serious. But he says in verse four, y'all settle your thing, get over it and get back to the rejoicing. Rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with Thanksgiving, thank you very much. With thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The freedom of those who have a right to thanksgiving, the freedom of those who believe at the end of all things, the word is yes. At the end of all things, the word is life. The freedom that we have in Christ as people of hope is to come away from everything with an attitude of thanksgiving. Somebody, somebody, I think somebody 
close on the back row, just said, that sounds real preachery. That sounds real preachery. Sounds real Sunday before Thanksgiving Eve. We're going to rejoice. You got kids like I got? You got a husband like I've got? You got a wife like I've got? You got, you got the lumbago like I got? You hurt like I got? Do you know what my life is like? And God would say, I think, if I could be so bold as to read his mind on this, I know exactly what you're going through. I know exactly what's going through you. I know exactly, exactly. And I want you to know that the last of all this is hope. And God would say, I think, as I told my friend, the Apostle Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in suffering. Carry on. Now we put people together in churches. We, we gather around in fellowship. We lean on each other. Nobody should have to suffer through their cancer by themselves. Nobody should go through the debilitating end stages of diabetes by themselves. Nobody should have to go through a divorce or the death of a child by themselves. Nobody should have to go through a miscarriage by herself. Nobody should have to go not by ourselves, not by ourselves. Often the yes of God And the ground of thanksgiving is in the living fellowship of the church. We are not alone. We're not by ourselves. God is with us. And often God is with us in the face of that brother or sister, in the hug of that brother and sister, in the very presence of God's people. So we're invited to be a people who believe in the yes of God. We're invited to be people who live in the life of God. We're invited to be people who live in the shadow always of the supper of Christ. We are people who are called to do everything in our life with thanksgiving so that as people full of thanks, we can look for whatever's true, whatever's noble, whatever's right, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever is admirable, whatever is excellent or praiseworthy, so the peace of God can be with us. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is a confession that you believe in God. Thanksgiving is a confession that you believe in Jesus. Thanksgiving is a sign that the Holy Spirit is bearing fruit in you. Thanksgiving is an invitation to enjoy the fellowship of the body of Christ.
let us give thanks. Christ, we do all adore Thee, and we do praise Thee forever. Christ, we do all adore Thank you for listening to this message from the Greenville Oaks Message Broadcast. We hope this message helps you to inspire people to follow Jesus because you're convinced, like we are, that following Jesus is the best way of life possible. We invite you to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast. Discover more about the Greenville Oaks Church online at greenvilleoaks.org. 